And now, weighing in out of the blue corner, Josh the Pong Thompson. 100% And on the other mic, he weighs in from the red corner, Big John McCarthy. Fall is here. The leaves are coming down. The temperature is dropping, but the weighing in podcast is staying hot. Josh Thompson, we got all kinds of things to talk about. We've got the PFL with their world title fights coming up. We got the UFC coming up. So many things are happening, and everyone is mad at us, and I kind of like that. It's fun. <laughs> I was just in Texas. What do you mean the weather's changing? It was 90 degrees when I was there. What are you talking about? Uh-uh. It was amazing. I was in Pennsylvania. <laughs> the leaves are falling. They're changing colors. It's gorgeous. That's what it's like where I live. Everything is coming down. The temperature's dropping, dropping, dropping. You can tell that summer is gone. Yeah, I hope not. <laughs> I hope not. Oh, it is. It is. It's getting cold here in California, man. So it's been uh, getting ready for Halloween, some parties and some more parties and some more parties. We're going to have some fun. So it's going to be fun, man. This whole weekend's going to be great. I love when you drive down the roads or you're walking through and you're handing out candy. The kids are running up in their new outfits. New. I always want to see what the new costumes are going to be like. It's pretty cool. And I give out those big candy bars. So I give big out those candy big candy bars. Uh, yeah, the big candy bars for the kids. I give them out only... So the parents hate me only to the five-year-olds and under. So the bigger kids don't get them. I only <laughs> give them to the youngest. Stuff. Yeah, I give the bigger kids the small stuff. Yeah, I give the the big the big ones out to the little kids. They run back. He's like, right, that's all the candy they need for the rest of the night. So it's great. I'm one of those people. <laughs> so, all right. Got to rock the boat. Shocking yep. that you would be the guy causing problems. No. Where did that say. start? You don't say. <laughs> hey, man, I got this name for a little bit longer, and then I'm going to just trade it in. I'm going to start just using my real name. But for now, I'm going to go by the punk. It's just going to be the punk for a little bit longer. I think when I hit 45, I'm going to officially retire that name. We're just going to go by my real name. No, the problem will is, never, though, John. I will never I let it retire. To, yes, you're going to let it retire. <laughs> John, <laughs> John, I've got some great pictures of you in these uh these cheetah or not cheetah shorts, but <laughs> some, some hooter type shorts. I'm no, no, pictures. no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm gonna use those guys. pictures. I got so, I got so many pictures of stuff. Don't even worry. If you if you oh, ever start man. the war, it's uh, on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't make me call for reinforcements, man. I might have yeah. someone give you the rub. <laughs> <laughs> so great oh geez i want to just laugh so hard anyways it's fun good times i like obviously i like to troll people and i'm getting better at it as i get older and uh you know and i don't want to take any of this shit serious so it's just fun john john's known me this is why we work so well together is if you guys are around us during uh show week fight week it's like comedy central i swear oh. who like when, honestly you guys have to really believe this think about this I am like, what am I, 43, 44, 43? You're 43. I think I'm, I'm 43. I'm 43. You're 43. How do I right? know your I age born in, you don't? Because I don't pay attention, okay? <laughs> I, I was born in 78, so I'm 43. So 43 years old, right? <clears throat> At 43 years old, and here I have, I, my co-host is 69, 69. Uh, see, all, all right, let's be honest. We're going to give him the honor. It's 59. <laughs> thank you very much. It's 59. That's old so enough. he's 59. That's I'm 43. Enough. But there's such an age gap, right? I mean, like you think about how we get along so well. It's because we're both fuck ups. <laughs> we both yeah, we're both, like we're, we, both, we're both we just, children. We're both kids at heart. We really—that's why we get along so well. Everyone's like, uh, "God, you guys, everywhere you see us, we're together. We're just making fun of each other the whole way." 
you know, like pushing each other into doors. It's great. I want to get someone to video us around for like a fight week and people would just, <laughs> it'd be like a follies for the week. Trip That's people, good. push them into doors. The, the way jokes it's supposed to be. Other. You're supposed to have fun in life. How we make fun of each other in fighter meetings and all these other things. It's great. Obviously, because I'm the younger one, I get the grunt of it all. But you know what? It's good. I have, no. some, I have some good stuff. I have some good stuff in there, though. I got to admit it. I got some good stuff. Oh, man. If you guys could only know what goes on in an elevator. <laughs> Maybe not with Big John, but, you know, some other some of us. I have film so that. Great. Yeah, it's so great. It's so great. All right. Oh, man. Just All right. Well, hey, let's let's jump into these cars. We got a lot to talk about, and we do. Uh, podcast Dave is has been chomping at the bit all day. Hey, we got a lot to talk about, so let's try to stay on. Let's stay go on task. John wow. Dave's like stay so on task. Otherwise, this is gonna be a three hour long show today. So much, <laughs> so much for staying on task. Just, oh man, this is great. All right. Oh, but before we start, before we even get started, hit the subscribe button on all of our listening platforms: YouTube, iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, all of them. There, that's my host pitch today, okay? Beautiful. Subscribe button. Short and Perfect. sweet. <laughs> nice. Uh, All right, so let's talk PFL. Let's go right into the main event. Kayla Harrison and uh, Taylor, how do you say her last name? Her last name? Guardado. 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 There you go. Guardado. Um, reading was never my strong suit, so I'm going to let you do it. <laughs> <laughs> it was that one. But uh, I think I think we found out that, and I've known, we've known, you and I have both have known this. She makes a ton of money fighting in the PFL. And Dana even came out and just said, hey, openly, because there was conversation that she may be signing with either UFC or Bellator or whatever. And he just straight up said, keep stay where you're at. Just keep making the obscene amount of money that you're making fighting the type of females that you're fighting and nothing against those females. But when, there's levels to this game, as everyone is. Yeah. Everyone knows she's at a different level with the Olympic background, just the, the competition background. She's come up at the highest level in judo. And the judo, with, along with the submissions, and just the straight-up strength that she has developed over those years of training judo and just the conditioning aspect of it all, understanding what it's like to push your body to that limit, these other females are not on her level. And so why? Why leave and just – and I've said this before to everyone – just keep making the amount of money you're making wherever it is you're happy at. And like, don't worry about what these people say. And I've always said that. Like, that's why I never understood. And like, when I said last show, I don't want to talk about the promotion situation anymore, but that's why I never understood when, when, when I'd already been in the UFC, I was fine going anywhere else. I just went where the money was. Eddie Alvarez, same thing. It's not about where you're fighting. It's about where you're making the most money. Now, I understand that some things, you know, money does come from whatever promotion you go to. But when they got rid of the sponsorship deal in the UFC and they started started kind of taxing sponsors like 100000 sometimes even more, to sponsor fighters in their organization, you stole the, the downturn of it all. Then when the when – the, um, and then like they started getting more involved with taking their money, it just started getting a little bit out of hand. And I was like, why? Why go there? And that's, that was the hardest part. I understand if you want to make your run. I get it. Go for it. Try to get to the title. Because realistically, when you get to the title is when all the money is to be made. You know, and not, and it doesn't apply to everyone. It doesn't apply to everyone. Just because you're the champion doesn't mean that you're making that that next level of money. Look at what Angano's going through right now. Um, don't get me wrong, he's still getting paid pretty well. But it's not the money that you would <laughs> see for somebody like a DC and, and nothing against Angano, but he DC made quite a bit of money. Guys like Khabib made quite a bit of money. And look at who they had to fight though to make that money. Um <clears throat> but when you get there, there is Either you're all in and you make it to that championship level or you're all out and go somewhere else where you can make a ton of money. Eddie Alvarez was able to be a champion in almost every organization he's ever fought in. 
you know and so um same thing with like dj like he was you know champion in the ufc but he never made a ton of money and that's why he bounced out yeah. he bounced out to one he's struggling right now in one because i think a little bit of the rules has something to do with that as well but the guys he's fighting because of the weight situation they're they do over bigger. there he they're bigger you know and so because of the, the the weight situation um and how they do their weight cuts over there or how they don't do their weight cuts i should say yeah. So um, when I get to Kayla Harrison, like like Dana was saying, I think every promotion is kind of thinking the same thing. Just stay where you're at. You might as well just keep making the money you're making. She's making an obscene amount of money, ladies and gentlemen, for what she for who she's fighting and what she's bringing to the table. She is making an absolute insane amount of money. I tip my hat and I tip my hat. I'm super happy for her because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. You're already what is she Olympic gold medalist, correct? Olympic twice. gold medalist in, in twice. judo twice. And twice. so she's she's that person that like you've already a- accomplished the biggest feat in your, you know, in your in your life in terms of being a two-time Olympic gold medalist and then I'll turn around becoming the champion of several of these tournaments and just raking in the cash. I think just keep doing what you're doing, just keep taking the money, you know? I mean, they're going to eventually max out and be like, "Hey, we can't keep paying you this. We can sign a bunch of other people to equal what you're making." You know, and then they understand that. They'll probably understand that later on. I don't know. But I can't imagine her being in the sport much longer, though, either. What is that? How old is she? Um, well, I think she can, but I'm saying she doesn't have to. After she after she makes a ton of money, she keeps doing what she's doing. She's 31. I say maybe two more years. Three, maybe three. I would say at least five. You think so? Yeah, I do. I, I think she but loves all- competing. I think it's just part of who yeah. she is. So. That's true. And the fact that uh, I, you know, she's never had that fight that really, you know, tested her. I mean, she's had a couple where she went to decisions and she had, you know, good fights, but she was usually the one leading the, the fight, leading the dance in the fight. She's a phenomenal athlete. The problem is, just like you're saying, is it's the quality of opponent. We've said it before and nothing against Taylor Gordado, but you know, she's three and one. That's a young fighter. And Kayla's a young fighter two actually at 11 and 0 but you would expect someone with her 11 and 0 with being the face of that promotion she's going to have to start getting better competition i just i just don't see where they're going to get that competition now they did sign julia bud who will be fighting on that card you know because i know they're looking to say okay we want to try to bring her up against someone like julia or something like that but you know look kayla is she's a phenomenal athlete i will never say anything bad about her as a fighter and the fact that she's making great money, my hat's off to you. Congratulations. That's the way to do it. She's just going to have to figure out what is it in the end that is going to make her happy. Is it making the money is going to make her happy? Or is it getting the recognition that she either wants or doesn't care about? She might not care about it at all. But if she wants that recognition, recognition of being the person that beat you know, an Amanda Nunez or beat a Chris Cyborg if if she could do that, then she's going to have to switch organizations because those people aren't going to be coming to her. Yeah, here's the problem. I feel like the problem is this, is that there will come a day when she loses. And it could be it could be like a, a Matt Sarah and GSP. We know how good GSP was. And he continued on to be as good as he was. Mm-hmm. But there's gonna come that day where now people even now to this day look back at the GSP situation because he got he got knocked out by Matt Sarah. Oh, he lost to a scrub. See, he lost to Matt Sarah. That shit happens, man. 
Yeah. It's not like Matt Serra was a scrub. Matt Serra has punching power. He's got great jujitsu. You know, yep. he's a dog. He's like, when I say people are dogs, he's that guy. There's no quitting him. He'll go to the end. He's that guy. With Kayla Harrison, she possesses all the attributes to be a top level fighter, which I believe she is now. It's mm-hmm. just a matter of like when people, when you see what she, who she's fighting, they're not on her level. So it's only going to take one person to shock the world, to come out there, throw a head kick and maybe it lands or throw a shot as she's coming in on the takedown and knocks her out. And then everyone's gonna be like, yeah, see, I said she was a scrub. I knew she was a scrub. That's not how this, that's, it's not fair. That's my, that, I, like, I think that's a big reason why people leave whatever organization they're in to feed their ego to go somewhere else so that people don't criticize them if they do lose to somebody who's not on their level. You know what I mean? And that's, that's, that's not, that's unfair. So I think it depends on her. Is she okay with being who she is and just keep making the money and fighting the people she's fighting, which I think she should be, you know, what else does she have to prove? She's a two time Olympic gold medalist, like you said, and she's making a ton of money beating everybody. and She's beating them handily and she's only going to get better between now and then. But, does she fold to the trolls that are out there or the casuals or whatever you want to call them just because she wants to feed her own ego based off of what people are saying about her and whatever the media says, whatever trolls say, whatever Twitter says, all that garbage. I hope she stays in the PFL and continues to make a ton of money. And of course I'd like her to come to Bellator. Of course I'd like to see her in the UFC, but why? If they're willing to keep paying you that amount of money, stay where you're at, man. Keep doing what you're doing. Just rake it in. I mean, you know, well, so it's a, that's something I want. I want people to consider. Yeah, well, you're like, you're gonna get people no matter what. There, there's negative Nancys out there that are looking for something to put down. It doesn't you know if she listens to those people, then she's not as smart a human being as I I would give her credit for. So I think she's smart in that she doesn't care about those people. She just yeah. needs to be in that position where she says, "Hey, I want you to take a look at my bank account." Hello, goodbye. That's all you need to know. Thank you. That's all you need. To Thank know. you. So, but you know, this fight, yeah. you, you, t- you take a look at this fight, um, and, and nothing against Taylor. You know, she fights out of Las Vegas. She's tough. She just doesn't have the skill set. If you're looking at them side by side, to stay with Kayla in this fight, I mean, if you're looking at the odds. The odds are crazy on it. So, this is not what I would call the the fight. It is the main event for their show. But it's definitely not the fight that you go, that's the fight that I'm looking forward to because the next one is the rematch yes. that I am looking forward to. This is a fight. Uh, anything that Ray Cooper does, anything that Ray Cooper does, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, man. I just want to see Ray Cooper fight. If I was to take anybody out of their promotion and put them in Bellator or put them in the UFC like in another organization, it would be him. I, I like, like I said, I love, I love Kayla Harrison. I, I do. I actually really do like her a lot in terms of how, com- how good she is. But what I want to see is I want to see Ray Cooper fight. I want to see, I want to steal him and <laughs> put him right into the 170 mix in Bellator. I mean, he's just a stud. He's got huge power. He's just fun to watch. He's always action. I like him, man. He's got some wrestling. He's got more wrestling than his dad did. A lot more wrestling than his dad did. A lot more wrestling than his dad did. But it's great, though. It's so great to see, like, you know, I just, the the lineage and the history and all that stuff that goes behind it. That's why I'm a big supporter of uh, Ray Cooper, man. He's he's got, well, he's got that Hawaiian mentality of just scrap. He comes to throw. He comes to fight. You got to love him. But the guy that he's going up against, Magomed, Magomed Karamov, jeez, this dude is good. We're talking about he is a stud. He's got good hands. He's got good wrestling. You know, you got... People don't realize, and 
he's got a he has a win against Anatoly Tokov. He was Tokov's first loss. Tokov's got wow. two losses. That guy is one of the ones that beat him, knocked him out like a minute into the first round. So wow. look, he's he's got skills. He's tough everywhere, and so this is a rematch. He got to win the first time, I think, by guillotine choke against Cooper in the first match. So this rematch is not an easy one, but with Cooper's power and the ability to just touch you one time and put you out, you know, he could definitely do that. He can do that to anyone, but he's got his hands full and he knows what he's facing because he's already been against him once. So I hope he comes in with a good game plan because Magomed is the real deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Good. Like he's good all the way around. Got Everywhere, clean, crisp striking. He's got good yep. wrestling. That Dagestani style, like just the body lock, the clinch, the takedown, everything. He's good in, in every position. He I'm forces sure you. You watch him when he gets position. You watch him. He just puts a pressure on guys and forces them to move into the position he's looking for for the submission. And he just starts working his way towards it. He's good. He has yeah, got a Ray, lot of skill. If Ray has a weakness, it's his jujitsu. Yep, I would say his jiu-jitsu. I mean, he's got good. He's got decent wrestling, good wrestling. He's got power, obviously, in his hands. He's got he's got pretty damn good cardio for someone who who throws yeah, with that much heat for and someone that much that's power. That's explosive too. Yeah, and yeah. so um, he's really just got to be careful in the submission and the exchanges and the ex- using that explosiveness to leaving himself out of position to get caught, like you said, a guillotine or giving up a back or giving up an arm or something like that when you postures up for ground and pound. Those are things he's got to be real careful of. Um, Clarissa Shields, Abigail Montez. What do you think? Stop! <laughs> I'm sorry. This is this is where and I, and you know, and nothing against every you know you've got the PFL. I understand what you're trying to do with Clarissa and stuff, you know. And she's a phenomenal athlete, a great boxer. But you know, Abigail Montez. I've I've watched her fight. It's just you know the fact that and I understand why you got to put this on your main card. It's just not a main card fight based upon the mm-hmm. opponent. You know, well, especially when you got right. guys like Chris Wade on this card. Absolutely. They got some great fights on this card. Yeah. You know? Yep. Capaloza, that, that fight is going to be outstanding against Dalia. Capaloza, that's a great fight. That's going to be an, an awesome heavyweight scrap. You look at that one. You look at freaking uh, Movid against Chris Wade. Holy Christ, that's going to be a great fight. So they've got some really great fights in this, you know. And then I look at that one, and you go, "That one is your, that's yeah. your fight on your main card." Okay, it's a rough one. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, but, it, but look, okay, in hold the world, on. though, can I Abigail get her down? No, she will never get her down. She's not big enough to get her down. <laughs> There's the size of them is completely different. I don't care what she weighs in at. She's throwing quarters in her pockets to weigh in at that damn weight. <laughs> and the other part is that fight is what the third fight you know uh, i want to say yeah third fight of the night right in the middle they have one of their tournament championship fights on the prelims to put that fight in there and you said come on yeah i mean i i understand what you're trying to do with clarissa i just don't see how you can take and put hamlet and you know antonio carlos jr on the prelims for a tournament win of you know their light heavyweight belt and you're putting that prelims while you're putting that that you know clarissa shields fight up there it just doesn't make sense yeah i can't argue with you john i mean as much as i love to argue with you and you know i love to do that 
I can't argue with you on this one. I mean, I get, like you said, you get what, what they're trying to do. Yeah. That's the hardest part. But in all fairness, I'm going to be very, uh, Bellator has been known to do things oh, like Bellator's that. Oh, Bellator's done it. I told, I, okay, who's yeah. the first one? Who's the first one that rips into this it? This guy. This guy right here. You liar. <laughs> I'm telling you. Usually, usually, usually I get it from you and then I go and complain about it. And then you come <laughs> and you follow up. So I usually steal what you say and then I go okay. and complain first. And right, then you know you what? Go. They don't, they don't listen to me. So then they go to you and then you start to complain. <laughs> Nothing ever gets done either way, but no, either way. Regardless. No, but we still have fun with it. It's true. Um, yeah, I mean, sometimes, like, you see it, you see it in all organizations. Sometimes you're like, man, what were they thinking putting that fight on this, like, on the main card? And that's happened to us a couple times. But here, in all fairness, I thought the same thing about Big Tuna and, uh, and, uh, Christian, and, Edwards. Uh, Christian Edwards. I thought the same thing about that. And look, Big Tuna became a star real quick. Yeah. What a stud. You know what I mean? So those are the, those are the type of things that happen, right? So hey, you get to see who rises to the occasion. True. That's why I was asking, can Abigail get this fight to the ground? If she does, Clarissa looked really lost her last fight on the ground. She yeah. looked just no idea what was going on, which I don't blame her. You know, it's her first fight in no. real situations in a fight. Yeah. It's her first fight hitting the she ground in a real, with, with a real opponent on top of her, not her friends, you know, in training. So <laughs> it makes a big difference. But she did show out that, you know what, she's got no quit. She's toughed it out oh, until yeah. she got a chance to... uh Use her weapons, and when she did, she ended the fight. So, yeah, I, I'll give Clarissa nothing but props. In hey, she hung in there. You know, not an easy position to be in, especially you know, I, where I really want to give Clarissa Shields props is she is going from boxing into MMA, not changing any rules, not changing anything up. She is just stepping into a new sport and trying to compete. So you got to give her. All the credit in the world for that. <clears throat> did we do the same thing? Did we did we give as much credit to Kayla Harrison for doing the same thing? She's no, what's Kayla Harrison court. doing? For away from judo? Well, well, I have a question. Why is it judged differently, John? They're both different sports. Yeah, no, why no. Is it, why are you? Uh, why? No, because no, one has no, a no, little no, no, bit no. of ground involved. <laughs> a <laughs> little. They bit? both came. They both came from different sports, John. A little bit. <clears throat> So you're saying judo is more important than boxing and fighting in MMA? I'm not saying anything's more important. That's what it they're all important. Like. Why did we not? Well, give, I said they're all important. Give, but Dave, I'm, see, I'm is, taking we're, someone we're going who off task is right a world champion. <laughs> First off, she's a world champion. She's an Olympic gold medalist two stop, times. Stop! 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 Professional world champion. Clarissa Shields is a is a gold medalist two times also. Okay, Clarissa Shields has two gold medals. So all that stuff pot, matches guys. up. She is a world champion in boxing. Kayla, no professional world champion going in. She's going into her world. Clarissa was not. There's a difference. I didn't understand that logic at all. But Good. I get That's because you have an One is a world champion three. as a professional, and the other one is world champion as an amateur because they're two-time Olympic gold medals. But they're, we didn't pack Kayla Harrison on the back as much as we are Clarissa Shields because they're different worlds. They're both top level athletes from different sports. The boxing is used in MMA. Judo's used in MMA. Why are they not the same? Why are we not patting both of them on the back equally? That's what my point was. You're basically are, are saying you, that are judo. Are you kidding me? Are you saying kidding that judo is more so you're important gonna, than you're boxing? You're going to tell me that you're going to take judo. a boxer and say that a boxer has as good a chance coming into MMA as 
a world champion in Brazilian jiu-jitsu or a world champion. We're not using No, Brazilian no, no. Yes, you are. That's exactly what yeah, you're we're saying. Using judo. we're using judo. Judo and ju- Brazilian jiu-jitsu. It's just, okay, whichever one you want. <laughs> I don't care. It's just, John, it's the same shit. No, well, they're close. They look at Boxer they versus the kickboxer. Same shit. Boxer versus kickboxer. Same shit. <laughs> John just John just making shit up as he goes. I love it. I'm I love not it. making shit Look, up. You're just trying to I stir the pot. I, I no no. I'm not trying. I just did. Oh, a good you job are. I know. Yeah, you are. I just did this. I was like this. Just just letting it go. Letting it go. All right, guys. Uh, so let's see what else is next. So you got um, Monfio against Radzhabov. Radzhabov. Okay, that's a good fight. Now, again, then that's a tournament championship. Light, I think that's the lightweight, and yep, prelims, prelims. Yeah, but it's a, it's a weird situation. Yeah, it's it a is. weird situation. Ah. Well, that's because they have so many championship fights. You know, all those are five by fives. Do you know how long their night is going to go? If all these fights go the distance. <laughs> that's not that's not lightweight, is it? The Chris Wade's the lightweight, isn't he? Wade's at one fifty five. Uh, no, yeah, that's you're the right. Finals, I think. Yeah, well, Chris Wade's the lightweight. No, I think that's that's lightweight too. Mo Movlet, so I thought this was Monfio. Monfio is uh no, Chris Wade is featherweight. Featherweight. Oh, jeez, yeah. man! So he went down. Uh he was at fifty five in the UFC, right? Yeah, I believe he was. I believe yeah, he was. he was. He's a stud. Yeah. He's a stud. But that should be a good fight. I think they've already fought. I think Chris lost to him. Chris Wade lost to him. I don't want to say it was last year, or maybe it was the the tournament before last. Can you click on that, Chris Wade? Because <clears throat> he lost to him. Everyone has lost to him. How's that? Yep. Let's just be. Yeah, honest. everyone's lost to him. Yeah, he lost to him. That's his one loss right there. No wait. Go yep. back. It yeah, was that him, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He You're lost right there. him already. Yeah. Looking at it. Unanimous decision. There you go. Uh, it two looked, years, two years ago. Know, Wade looks good though. He looked good yeah, in the dude, semifinals. He looked, he looked great he, against Bubba. Yeah, he out wrestled him, just dominated the positions. I mean, I was I was high on Bubba too after his two performances that he had that would look good. So <clears throat> that's gonna be a good fight. I believe this is the finals, though. I believe. I, yes, I this is the finals. This, this, this okay, is it. Okay. Sorry, I'm, I keep thinking fifty five. I keep 45, saying 55. that. Okay. This is the tournament finals. I understand, John. Okay, I get it, John. <laughs> John's, John's, John, 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 you're always right. I get it. Om, om. John. Ooh, I like that. Keep going, uh, <laughs> John. This guy, this guy. All right. So then uh Antonio Carlos Jr. versus uh Hamlet. Yep. Martin Hamlet. That's a good fight. You know, Hamlet's got good good ground, but does he want to go to the ground with shoe face, as they say? I know it's a horrible name, but it's Antonio Carlos. You sure it's Jr. not horse face? Sure I'm it's positive not it's not horse face as I have said horse face. <laughs> And uh oh I love this. You know, is this is uh, this is actually it's a it's a good matchup. It really is. I think that uh It is. I think Antonio's got the advantage as far as experience just a little bit. I think his ground game can hang with Hamlet's. I'm not sure in the stand up where Hamlet's going to wow. be comparatively, but it should be a really good fight. Yeah. And then um Oh, so no, no. Chris Wade hasn't. Chris Wade hasn't lost to Movlid. He's lost to uh, Radzabov or whatever the guy's fighting Menfio. That's who he lost oh, to. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, we were getting the the last names mixed up because they they look the same. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, so uh, I don't even know how to say his first name. Loik, 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 Loik. So he's fighting Menfio. 
Yup. Raz. Raz. Abaf. Raz Right. Okay. John, John, John. He just wants to pronounce the name. He doesn't want to fuck it up too much. He just Radzibov. He rushes it through real quick. Oh, Radzibov. I got it. <laughs> I'm letting so, you, you know, guys all know. Some. Dude, just to, you guys are aware of this. Some of uh, these names are are freaking easy, and some of them are impossible. Oh, they're. See, I can say so. Akhmedov. I can say that. <laughs> I can say that, Young. <laughs> I can say that name. Omari Akhmedov. I can say that. Can well, Omari's coming good. from the UFC. Yes, he is. And Jordan Young yep. used to fight in Bellator. Yes, he did. Yep. Should be a good fight. Akhmedov, is, he's a dog. He's got big power he in his is. hands. Good wrestling. Mixes it up pretty yep. well. Super strong. He's like a, but he's a bully. You got to be bullying him. He's got to bully you around. If you bully him back a little bit, yep. he's, he's okay with being touched. And so he's able to like start. I wouldn't say he doesn't wilt. He still fights hard, but he's not the same fighter when he goes backwards versus when he's coming forward. Yeah, I agree. So <clears throat> Julia um, Budd versus you Caitlin Young. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One fifty five though. One fifty five. Yeah. Julia Budd at one fifty five. <laughs> Julia Budd going from Bellator <sighs> over to the PFL, taking it on Caitlin Young. Caitlin's tough. She's got good stand up, but Julia is going to bully her into the cage, take her down, and beat her up yeah what julia does who knows maybe caitlin young throws a haymaker and and ends that quick who knows uh no wish her wish julia about the best of luck and uh you know we'll see we'll see i mean like part of that deal had to have been for her to go to 155 like oh yeah we're not gonna bring it yeah no doubt like hey if you're gonna if you're gonna come over here you gotta fight killer that's what i don't understand though john why? Like, why not make Kayla Harrison go down to forty five? If you're paying that, if you're paying her that amount of money, like you should be, where like there's more, there's more, uh, there's a whole bunch of other females at one forty five for you to fight. Well, they, they, unfortunately, we're bringing up the forty five pounders and sometimes the thirty five pounders to fight you at fifty five. This yeah, is see, not that's the problem. Unfor- unfortunately, there's not a whole lot of uh, ladies yeah. fighting at one forty five, and there's even less fighting at one fifty five. Yeah, that's crazy. So, Anyways, all right. Well, overall, though, I think this is going to be one of those sneaky good cards, man. I mean, like well, I look, people look card. at it. I, I don't want. This I wouldn't is a want good card. A good card. It'll be a great card. Yeah, I think this it's is a good great card. card. This is on Thursday night, correct? I believe so. Twenty seventh, which is Thursday. Thursday, yeah, it's on Thursday. What time is it on? Uh, it doesn't Eastern this, time. This thing I'm on doesn't tell you. But it's oh, from, it tell from you the uh, Seminole Hard Rock, so it's got to be. Oh, in Hollywood. Yeah, it's got to be. Starting somewhere around six o'clock with those prelims because they got a couple with five rounds Eastern time fights, so it's got to be six o'clock <clears throat> Eastern starting. Wow, somewhere around there. Okay. Well, wish you guys Onward. all the best of luck. Upward. That whole crew of PFL fighters. It should be some fun stuff. I'm looking forward to seeing it. All right. So Nong Stamp, she's a stud. Um, she does have one loss again. I'm sorry, we're talking one, one championship. Yes, now. we are talking one. But I want, I want to say one thing. Yes. Think, think about that PFL, okay? Yeah. And they signed Rory. They signed Pettis. They signed Fabricio. Not one of them is in those finals. Yeah. Oh, what does that say? There's good talent out there. Oh, John. See, you're trying to do the promotion thing again. Truth. I'm not doing that, John. John, I'm not doing that. There's good fighters everywhere. I'm talking fighter to fighter for now. Did I just not, not say doing, that? I'm not doing the promotion <laughs> thing again. Stop doing it. You're stirring the pot. Stop. Stop. <laughs> All right, we're going one. Wrong. I'm sorry. 
Before I give you the rub. <laughs> Love it. Stop with that crap. Oh, all right. Nong Stamp versus <laughs> Meza. It's a kickboxing fight from what I understand. That's right? kickboxing. Yeah. yeah, that's kickboxing. So um, Stamp is tough. She's good. She is nasty with the elbows. She is. She's just a really, really good kickboxer. So I don't. Julia, uh, Ju- sorry, Julia, Julie, Julie is good as well. A um, little bit better boxing than Stamp, but then the two of them together, I think it's going to make for an action pack fight. You're looking for, I mean, here's the thing at this weight though, John, it's very rare to see finishes, but you're going to no. see a scrap. You're going to see a scrap. It's going to be on the feet. It's going to see a scrap the whole time. So. All right, guys, go to mybookie.ag. Use the promo code Wayne. And with this QR code right here, they'll give you an extra 20% on all of your guys' first investment. Your very first investment, they'll give you some extra spending cash. That extra spending cash is more money for you guys to, to gamble on, to bet on, to bet on fights. Not just fights, but we've got football season is fully in effect now. Basketball season has just started. We've got hockey season coming around right now. It's also just started. And for me, I'm a big hockey guy, so I like to bet on my Washington Capitals, my San Jose Sharks. Got them Blackhawks in there. John with the Predators there in Tennessee. Guess what? You guys got no chance this year. You guys ain't doing too good. It's that long season, but hey. Go to mybookie.eag, use the promo code WAYNEIN, and they'll give you a little extra spending cash with that QR code right there, that direction right there. Click that QR code to get that little extra spending cash. Thankful to us, and we are thankful to you guys for using mybookie.ag, and that promo code is WAYNEIN, and use that QR code. Let's talk right, about well, the UFC. Come on. <laughs> All right, let's talk about the UFC. What is wrong with you, oh, man? Shit. UFC 267, right. it is a dynamite card. It should be some great fights. I love the top three fights. I think they're awesome. I cannot wait to see them. Just the top three, that's it? That's all you like? No, that's not. I'm just saying the top three are fantastic. Let's just be honest. Okay. Yeah, a lot absolutely. of people are like, oh, you know, Glover, he doesn't, he's not going to do well against. Bullshit. Glover's Bullshit. got a very good chance against Jan. Not that Jan's not a stud. He's a stud. But Glover is a stud, too. They're just, they're they're both good in their specific areas. We talked about that before. Glover's got a great chance of winning this fight. I think he's mentality-wise, comfort-wise, uh, just his right now, his confidence is really up, and that's good. He's going to need it going against Blahovich, but Blahovich, I think, is at an all-time high also. Yeah, so Blahovich is, what, 38 years old? Glover's, what, 41, I think, is what we talked about yep. yesterday? So yep. 38 versus 41. I said something last uh, on the last show. People were like, oh, well, look at his fight. I said that I said, yawn at 38 years old. For most athletes, they start to it starts to kind of not spiral, but it starts to start starts to drift down a little you start bit to have a little bit age. of a, or it levels out. And everyone comes and goes, hold on. Yeah, but he's fighting a 41 year old. Look, he's still going. He's still doing well. I understand that. OK, <laughs> would you guys need what, what I would like for everyone to get is that the higher the weight class normally the longer you can fight okay because the level of competition sure it's good but it's not like the level of competition of say 45 year olds or sorry 45 year olds of 55 pounders and 45 pounders because what happens is is the speed starts to go on a lighter guy and they just start getting pieced up and knocked out true when you get to the to the heavier guys the speed is not as much of a factor for all those fighters. 
Okay, it's very rare you find yourself that's fast like a Francis Ngannou in heavyweight, like that explosive. Uh, a gone, at, you know, who's that explosive. Yep. I mean, it, in 205, I mean, like Santos, those guys, they're explosive. You know, but as they get older, it's not as explosive. They can still carry it as they get older because they have power and they can end fights in any moment, majority of them do. And that's exactly where Glover is. The other thing that Glover has over most of these guys at 205 is he's got the, the jiu-jitsu and a little bit of the wrestling. His grappling is really A lot good. of the wrestling. Yeah, he's Glover's got a, a good wrestling. wrestling. So, when, so when you match him against these other guys, and if he's able to get this fight to the ground, he's got a really good chance. I would say probably an 80% chance of winning this fight if he can get the fight to the ground. If he gets this fight to the ground, I think he can finish it. I think he can finish Jan if he gets this fight down. Now, oh, he, on the feet, though, He's going to have a hard time. Yep. He can touch him. He can knock him out. He still can knock him out. He can still touch him and piece him up. But he's going to have to do that, I think, a little bit later in the in the fight after he's made Jan tired from taking him down. That first, that first round is going to be difficult for him. Yes. After that first round, if he's able to get a takedown or two, I think you're going to start to see a different style of fight. Glover's gonna, the takedowns will come a little bit easier. The shots from Glover will start landing. I don't know if it's going to happen that way. I'm just simply saying. Glover is the more round, well-rounded fighter. A majority of you guys know that, you know. Um, but the reason why he's been able to fight until he's forty-one years old is because he's well-rounded. So, like with Yawn, right? He would have had a hard time with a John Jones. Everyone has a hard time with John Jones. I understand that, you guys. Okay, but the thing is, is that John, if John chose to just wrestle him, John would have taken him down and just destroyed him. And that's the what he did to. Um, to Gus in the second fight. The first fight he was struggling. Gus came really prepared. The second fight, John came really prepared. And he understood what he had to do. In that second fight, once he got the takedown and started putting the, the heavy leather and the elbows on him, it was over. It was over quick. Yep. And so <clears throat> that's what John brings to the table because he's so well-rounded. Glover is, I don't, I'm not going to call him John Jones, but he's well-rounded as well. And that's why he's able to fight for such a long time. Um, past 38, 39, 40 years old, you know, he's getting 41, 42 now. So in doing that, that's, uh, that, I think that, that's what I was trying to talk about when I said, okay, he's 38, he's going to start spiraling down. And it really just happens quick. It happen. it can happen quick. One second, like, Hey, he's riding high. Cause he's the champion. He's his confidence is all time high. It only takes if one loses, shot. It only one takes shot one shot to all change. That. Exactly. It only takes one shot to change how this all goes, as well as it only takes really a, a really good submission. Also, his confidence will not be the same at 38 years old, realizing you got to try to get back to the title. Is UFC going to build around a 38 year old? I, that's what took him so long to give Glover the title shot, too. He's 41. They're like, what are we going to do? But he keeps beating people. Yep. Beat, beat all the younger talent. John left the heavyweight. That's yep. why he's getting a title shot. That's right. And you can't deny him. You can't deny him much longer. I mean, the kid's kid i'm a kid super tough he's not a kid by the way you're, you're two you're two years older than him <laughs> i know i know but still i shouldn't call him a kid but uh but that's what i was trying to get at you guys when i was talking about at 38 years old you know if you we were just conversation about if he loses to 41 year old glover there's no there's no shame in it like glover is tough he's been proven to be super tough and he's very well rounded he's extremely tough you know he's got a full round of game um Jan, he's got. I wouldn't say he's one dimensional, no, but he's not, he, one dimensional. he's not one dimensional. But he's he's definitely more of a kickboxer, you know, and press against the fence or kickboxer, you know, puncher, boxer type kickboxer. But he's got a good fighter. top game. He's got yeah, good jujitsu. 
he's not he's not a jujitsu guy off of his back most of the time that's not the place he's yeah. going to do well but on the top he's got good jujitsu he understands you know his base and balance he understands where to search for those submissions he's got a good ground game it's just not at the level of glovers no not a lot of people have that that's it so i think it's a good fight i like you said the first four minutes of that first round glover needs to hide <laughs> don't yes. let him hit you man. don't let him yep hit he's got to keep that yeah. chin tucked yep. and you know keep his hands up can't afford any any setbacks in that situation when, if you can get in the clinch force quick. him in force him to the cage dirty box him do all kinds of just you know grind on him hit you know knees to the thighs start to try to slow him down a little bit take a little bit of balance out of him just work on him mm-hmm. but you, you want to stay safe in that the first first round of that fight yeah uh, Peter Yawn and Corey Sanhagen. I'm sorry. Oh, this, this to fight. me, outside of me being a total damn homer for Islam Makachev in that fight with Dan Hooker, <laughs> this Peter Yawn and Sanhagen fight is going to be a damn good fight. That's I think a great it potentially, fight. It has the potential to be fight of the night. Yeah. I, so, you know, I think uh, when you're looking at Corey Sanhagen, you're looking at a guy who's got all the tools to be great, to be a champion. He just keeps on running into some uh, meat grinder fights. You know, you had the fight with... Uh, TJ, which I actually thought he won, but he's got good yeah. stand-up. He's, he's sharp, but I don't think that he can stay in the stand-up with Peter Young. Peter's just got a different type. I know that's what, I know this is where people are going to be. Blasphemy! Blasphemy all <laughs> Blasphemy. you want. Peter Young is going to suck him into a gunslinging match, and he doesn't want to get into that gunslinging match with Peter. That's not a smart fight. The smart fight is edges. And when you can, if you can take him down, I think Corey's got a great ground game. He can get him down. He can he can frustrate him. He can beat him up a little bit, keep him on his back. Peter's hardest to keep down. But yawn on his feet, man. I'm telling you, he's dangerous. Wait, did you just say Corey is going to take Peter down? I would like to see it. What I'm not in saying the he's gonna freaking get world? It. What, what are you talking this nonsense about? Nonsense. Get off. Get off of our show. You are no longer my co-host. You just tainted this whole damn fight. This whole time I'm thinking, we're going to see a stand-up fight. Maybe I Peter think you might are. get a takedown or two. Well, Peter I might think threaten you a are, takedown but Corey two. needs to go for the takedown. You jacked. No way. Corey, keep this thing on the feet. Throw the knees up the middle right like you did with Frankie Yeager. Do that. Mm. Stay long. Yes, use that push kick up the middle, those type of things. Frank, that will Frankie threaten. and Peter do not fight the same way, baby. No, but Frankie and Peter are not much different in height. So that don't Peter matter. Gotta do it. All Corey has to do is just lift his knee. He's already touching his chin. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's it. True. That's, that's true. If he, if, he, if he just stands on his tippy toes and lifts his foot, his freaking knee if off the Corey ground. If Corey tries to get into a kickboxing no. match with Peter, he's going to lose. He uh, needs to switch it up. If he doesn't uh, switch it up, He's not going to win that fight. Like Corey pieces him up and knocks the him out. The guys that cause Peter problems are guys that work at taking him down. No, I understand that. I do understand that. I, I understand that. I'm glad um, you're learning something. No, no, no. But he, it's you're killing my whole feel for this fight, man. There's no oh, way. There is no way. That Peter, that Corey Sanhagen should be going out there trying to take him down. Now, I'm not saying that he shouldn't threaten it here and there to make Peter Yawn think about it. But I think he's got to use that push kick up the middle. He's got to throw the knee when Peter steps in on the boxing. Sure, he's got good kickboxing. Peter Yawn does. But I think he also leans a little bit forward over his punches when he throws. He is the shorter fighter, and you're going to see 
That knee will be money because Corey is on point with that bad boy. What has he got? Three finishes, four finishes by knee. I, I think it's like four. I think it's four I think knee it's knockouts. I think it's three or Six four total knockouts. So they can look yeah. at it. I think three of them are by knee. Well, obviously, the Frankie Edgar is by here. flying knee. What's that? Yeah, knee and punches. So Aguero. There's another one in there somewhere. I think it's. There, I was in the UFC uh, though. Uh, spinning wheel kick was it? Marlon Moraes. Uh, flying knee. That was oh, Frankie flying, Edgar. That was Frankie, yeah. so he's that was got Frankie. two. He's got two. He's got knees. two of them. Okay. Yeah. So, anyways, he's he's got he's got the knees finished. And I'm not saying he's not good on the ground. I just he's got to have to be on top. And being on top though, too, Peter Yan's really good at getting up. We saw that with Magomed Magomedov when he fought him. Yeah, he's good at getting up, and he's good at, as soon as you as soon as he does get up, he's good at pushing the pace right back on you to let you to let the judges know that you didn't steal that takedown. I'm not letting you steal this round based off of takedowns and you just being on top. He's that guy that as soon as he gets to his feet. He's coming at you with some big shots. Because but long levers, like Corey, long levers Cor- are hard to deal with on the ground. I understand that. But Corey Sanhagen, after he's not he's not the type of guy that grapples a ton. Don't get me wrong, I know he's good on the ground. I know he's got he's talented. When yep. you get back to your feet, if you are predominantly a striker, those arms and legs start to feel like lead. Especially after a couple good wrestling sessions against the fence. You're not the same striker you were. I'm not saying he shouldn't threaten the takedown. But you just really ruined my idea for this fight by saying he needs to get a takedown. He needs to. I'm telling you right now. He has to do it. Telling you. I I think he should threaten it, but I don't think he should spend a ton of energy trying to get it. Otherwise, he won't be the same fighter. I'm not saying you spend a ton of energy. I said when when it occurs and that opportunity is there, you need to take that. Take it and run with it. Yeah, but that's that goes for every fighter, John. You're just yeah, saying that's something true. we all but know. It's, We're just saying stop. The whole point is a lot of times in the argument. You could take a look at a fight and say Corey is not looking to take this fight to the ground. He wants to keep it in the stand up the whole time. In this one, I think he needs to take it to the ground. It's, all right. Well, I guess we'll see. How does Peter Yawn win this fight? Everywhere. Peter Yawn wins this fight by getting in the middle of Corey and, and breaking him down with pressure, getting inside of Corey's kicks making his punches a little bit diff- different as far as the angle that he's able and the power he's able to adjust to. He comes inside. Trust me, he's going to step inside and he's going to throw combinations and then he'll get out. And he'll step back inside and he'll throw combinations and then get out. And when he can, he'll trip him off. He'll trip him, bringing him to the ground, try to land a couple of shots, step back. That's going to be his game. When John says he'll trip him, watch for Peter Yan every time. If you guys watch, if you guys continue to watch some of old, some of Peter Yan's old fights, as soon as he gets in the clinch, he goes right for his foot sweep. As yep. soon as he goes to clinch you, or as soon as you get close enough for him to grab, so you don't, so you don't take him down or you don't knee him, he foot sweeps you right away to make space and get away to throw his hands or his kicks, or he foot sweeps you to end up on top and unleash that nasty ground and pound like he did to Jose Aldo. When he gets on top of you, you can tell. He got them heavy, heavy Russian hips. The ones that just fucking allow you to lay heavy, heavy <laughs> leather. That's what he does. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's going to be a great fight, but you just totally screwed it over by just jinxing it with this whole wrestling nonsense. Good. Wait uh, till I tell you what Dan Hooker's going to do to Islam. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I'm going to tell you exactly I, how this damn fight's going to go. I, you know, it's funny. I swear to God, I, I'm at the dentist today, right? And they, they all love fighting in there, and I'm always talking with them and stuff, and they said, what the one girl says, all right, tell me about, tell me that Dan Hooker is going to beat Islam Makachev. I said, okay, Dan Hooker is going to beat Islam Makachev. I just lied. 
<laughs> goes, I'd be lying to you. I said, I don't think Dan. Look, does Dan have a chance? Yeah, he's got a chance. He does. Dan is a tough fighter. He's a great fighter. I love the way he comes after guys. But if you're looking at, you know, if this thing gets into any time when they get in a clinch, Dan's in trouble of getting, you know, put on his back and just smashed. Let's just be honest. Smash. He's going to have a hard time getting up. Uh, he's not going to have any kind of uh, submission game that's going to give Islam any problems from underneath. Islam is going to start landing big, heavy shots, and he's going to have to find his way back to his feet fast, or it's just going to get. It's going to become a snowball effect, and the the tidal wave is just going to keep on pouring in over his head till he drowns. So, I love I love the fact that Dan took the fight. I believe he, you know, he really believes. He's got what it takes to beat Islam, but sometimes you don't know what you don't know until all of a sudden you know, and that's not a good feeling. Everyone felt the same way about Khabib. Ah, he can't be that good. Ah, he does not that strong. Ah, yeah. How'd that all work for, for all y'all? Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, when they're talking about you, Islam, right? You but, talk about that, though. You know, there was a great interview with Dustin Poirier talking about his fight with Khabib. And in, in it, Dustin said, he goes, I had no idea someone could be that good on top he goes he says and it was he goes look he, it wasn't that he was so strong he goes yeah. he didn't have to be strong he goes his body position he knew exactly where to put his body to crush space on me and to make himself be real heavy every time i tried to adjust to move to make something happen he just moved and went to exactly where he needed he knows exactly where he needs to be well that's that's going to be islam Islam knows the same things. He has that yeah. same type of pressure. You're looking at a guy who my partner, Josh Thompson, who is a homer for Islam, did not give him credit for the submission that he actually pulled off on Drew Dober when he got him to tap due to shoulder pressure. Let's be honest. <laughs> what do you mean I didn't give him credit? Like, Oh, you said, oh, no, it wasn't. No, he didn't look good. I went, what? Are you kidding me? Well, He look, got him to tap from shoulder pressure. What you guys have to what you guys have to understand is that I know how good he is, and yeah, he's because you've been underneath better. there. Yeah. yeah, I've been underneath there. I've actually even had the privilege of being on top every once in a while too. There you but go. It's, it's, <laughs> it doesn't last long. That's the thing. People like he's really good off of his back. He's just very rarely there. And I've said the same thing about Khabib. Like, don't think if you put them down, like, oh, they're stuck. No, 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 absolutely not. They have a really good sweep and they have really good x x guard to get back up they use different levers to get themselves their hook sweep is phenomenal especially islams i've had some of the top like level brown belts and black belts in the world okay come in and like they can't pass they can't pass his hook sweep they can't get around his leg they're like jeez man how what am i gonna do to this guy and these guys are all guys that compete at the highest level in jiu-jitsu that are like 205 195 185 those are all big guys that he's training with good good jiu-jitsu guys so when I say how good he is, he's really good off of his back. He's obviously really good on top. The one thing that I, I and I and I just pains me to say this is that he needs to fight Dan Hooker, very similar to how Michael, Michael Chandler fought him. Boom, exactly. And it just drives me crazy. I got to say that shit. But Michael Chandler fought him smart. He walked him down. He made he made he made Hooker realize that hey, I have wrestling and I have power. If Islam decides to take the center of the cage and just stand there and go toe to toe with him and exchange and then maybe shoot from far away. 
it could be a it could be a horrible night for him. Now I'm I'm still gonna obviously lean way more towards Islam. You know that's the homer in me, but that's also because I know how good he is in every in every every aspect of what he does. But Dan Hooker, the only chance he has, I believe, is if Islam doesn't walk him down. Islam needs to walk him down, make him go backwards, make him fight off of his back foot, make him worried about the fence, make him worried about the striking. Because what what he does very well is he hides that that rear leg head kick. Uh, behind, behind his, his jab or behind his, uh, hook. And so, and it comes quick. It, you wouldn't think it does, but he does it in such a relaxed fashion. That's what I'm waiting to see. He hasn't got one yet, but that head kick knockout, he hasn't got one. He's landed that thing in the gym. He always pulls it, but he's very sneaky with that thing. I'm talking about Islam. I'm not talking about yeah. Dan Hooker. Yeah. So he's good in those areas, but he's got to put the pressure to make Dan Hooker fight off of his back foot. If he doesn't do that and he decides just to take the center of the cage, like I've seen him do before, and just let the fight happen and develop in front of him. Dan Hooker's going to pop that jab into his face. He's going to start letting the kicks go. And he's going to start using that reach because he's going to have things have a little bit of a reach advantage on him. They're both big guys. Strength will go to, I believe, Islam. Because everybody I've ever talked to, is, well, including myself, I've talked to myself about it several times, how someone that size can be that damn strong. How long did people you talk say to yourself strength, about that? Yeah, I, I do talk to myself about it sometimes. I go home and go, damn, how is somebody his size that damn strong? See, people talk about Khabib being strong. Khabib is more of a positioning person, controlling, dominating, like Dustin Poirier said. Islam is the same way. He doesn't have that positioning as well as Khabib did, but he is physically a lot stronger than Khabib. So when people talk about the two, the, in between the two, that's one difference between those two. So, and the submission game from the bottom as well as the submission game from the top, Islam is the better submission guy in terms of obviously against Dan Hooker. But when I compare him and him and Khabib together, Islam to me, he just needs to make sure that he's pushing him back, where he needs to make sure he's controlling and dictating the pace of the fight. If he doesn't do that, Dan Hooker has a chance. That's the only way he gives Dan Hooker a chance. It'll be fun to watch. You, I'm assuming you agree with me. I agree with you. I do yeah. agree with you. I, like, I, I like you know Dan Hooker as a fighter. I just think this is a very tough matchup for him. Very you know what I like about Dan Hooker as a fighter? I like this shit. I like what he just did. Oh, He's yeah. Like, you know what? You need someone to fight? I'm here. I got it. it. Yep. I got gotcha. you. And UFC, no one wants to gotcha. fight him. Nobody wants no, to fight like, him. Why am I going to go home and quarantine for 50-something days when That's I can it. come here and make a ton of money fighting this guy, which sucks, but also who's somebody who's... He's ranked in the top. I think what, he's on number five now, I believe. Five he's ranked six. in the top five. At least I, it, that gives him an opportunity to get back. And we've seen it with guys like Matt Serra and GSP. I'm using that because it's fresh in my mind. It can happen, man. And one thing Hooker's got, he's got a puncher's chance. If you really? take a look at him, what he did with Dustin Poirier, that was an amazing fight. Dustin was able to turn it on in rounds three, four, and five. But, man, he was having success in that fight. Those yeah, first but Dust, two rounds. Dustin wasn't trying to take him down like Islam was right. going to be trying. So it's going to be a right. different fight. You're right. You're right. right. Alexander yeah, Volkov fight him. versus Marcin Tybura. I like Marcin. He has been on a roll. This dude has been uh, he has been winning fights. He has been making himself look fantastic. What's he on, like a six-fight win streak or something? Five-fight? Something like fight? that. I don't know He's what it is. He's a stud, is. man. It's five. Five-fight? Five. Okay. Five-fight? Five. You know, and you got a couple in there. Some good fighters. Ben Rothwell, Walt Harris. Beat Greg Hardy. Look, Volkov in the stand-up, you know, if if Marcin decides to stay in the stand-up with him, he's going to have problems. If he works his way into taking him down, it's his fight. So 
He's he's the one that's in control of his destiny. If you're going to play into Volkov and let him stay on his feet, it's going to be a long night. You're you got a chance of winning it, but you got a chance of losing it. If you take him and put him on his back, that's your way to victory. That's what Marcin Tibera yeah. should be doing. Yeah, I think he's got a good chance. He's just got to make sure he stays inside the kicking range because you don't want to be on the outside of that push kick of, of Volkov. You want to make yeah. sure you can stay outside of that. You want to stay, stay away from that body kick. Stay away from the long jab. Fight him in a phone booth. You fight him in a phone booth and make him, make him fight going backwards and threaten the takedowns, you know, probably keep him off the fence. If you're going to use him against the fence, bounce him off the fence to get the takedown. If not, try to shoot, try to get the takedown in the open mat. Cause he has, he has no, I know he's, he's not bad off the ground, but he's just not, he's not good. That's the other thing. He's not bad, but he's not good. Yeah. And so Tybura on top, when you talk about heavyweights, heavyweights always have a hard time, like turtles on their back. That's what made guys like DC and, and, and Kane and those guys so good as heavyweights, guys like Verdum, so dangerous. Cause yep. when they hit their back, they, they didn't, they either, they didn't stay there or they were just good at submissions, you know, which, Verdum was and good at getting back up as well. So um this fight, Volkov, he's if he's on his back, I think he loses this fight. But I think Marcin uh Tabura, if he if he makes him fight, if he fights him in a phone booth, he's gonna have a lot more success. Yeah. He's a tough dude, so be a fun fight. But the one that people have been looking forward to is the return of Mr. Chemayev. Kamzat Chemayev coming back in I will screw it. It's Jing Liang Li. Jing Liang Li. Let's Jing just say Liang Li. Li. Just like <laughs> Li. Li. Take it on Li from China. But uh, and it's not, it's L-I, right? Not L-E-E. It's, it's L-I. L-I. It's yeah. L-I, yeah. So, uh, but, you know, Li's tough, but he doesn't have the wrestling to be able to stay with Chimaev. He's going to end up on his back, and he's going to end up having a guy just smothering him. So. Yeah. Yeah, um, no, I agree. You're, 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 pop, you're probably right. But uh, he's been out for what? Over a year now? Chimaev, been a while. 16, 14 months, fourteen months. No, September. Yeah, twenty twenty. He fought during COVID. He was the COVID oh, yeah. superstar. Yeah, he was. Oh, yeah. he was doing it. Yeah, twenty twenty. The other. I think it's been though. What September? So it's been over. Yeah, so it's a year. A year. So it's been a year. a year. Yeah, but he was on a he was on a high man. He was on a high. The kid was going off. He's undefeated well, nine and zero. Oh, he's eighteen look, and six against Lee. He's good. The kid. The kid's got good stand up. I've watched him in the stand-up knock people out, and I mean, well, he did it. He did it to Mearshart. Mm-hmm. Uh, he got that win, but I mean, his wrestling is really good. His stand-up is crisp. Uh, he's the real deal. So this how is not an easy fight. How much of the real deal, John? Talk to What's me. What's that? Goose. How much is how much of the real deal? Talk to me. Goose. He, he's the real deal. And, and I've in watching him when he was fighting. I want to. I want to say I saw him first when he was fighting. I think it was Brave. And he was fighting a guy that, you know, good wrestler. I've watched him before and took him down no problem. Then he's fighting a guy that's really good in the stand-up, and he fights him in the stand-up, and he lights him up. I was like, damn. And then he comes to the UFC, and everything I watched, you know, I expected on on the first one and everything. And then he's just, he's got that mentality, and he has got the skill set. His wrestling is fantastic, and he's got good hands. So, look. He, he he's going to go far. It, the real question is, what weight class is he going to is he going to stick this? This is one. This one's at one seventy. Is he going to stick at one seventy, or is he going to try to do that? You know, up and down one eighty five, one seventy one. That's that's going to be his undoing. You can't do that. Figure out what weight class you want to be in. Which one are you yeah, more I've, comfortable at, and stick with it. 
I believe that they the he, I don't know if it was his camp, but I believe I heard that he's going to be at 170. Yeah. So he may he may jump up and down based off of like if you need a fill in against somebody who is not like top level in the 185, he'll jump in if he knows he can beat him probably. Like hey, I'll jump in, make my money and bounce out. But he, it sounds like he's going to be at 170 from what I yeah. understand because he wants to make a run of the title. Well, at he's got the skill set to do it. More of a hard time. Yeah. yeah. Well rounded. It's it's being well rounded. A lot of these guys, they, if you, the more well rounded you are, the more the better wrestling you have mixed in with your jiu-jitsu and your submissions. How good is your stand up? How good is your wrestling to help threaten your stand up? You know, you take a look at what what could be do with Connor. The wrestling's so damn good, he was able to drop Connor. All I heard from guys like Brendan and everybody else that I had talked to, you know, about the Connor fight. Oh, Connor's gonna piece him up on the feet. He can't afford to stand. How'd that go? When someone's super afraid of the takedown. <laughs> The stand-up, sure, they, they can still let it go, but they're a lot more hesitant. They wait. They hold. They take they take a second before they do anything. They drop their hands trying to defend the takedown. That's how you get dropped. That's how you get knocked out by good wrestlers. Yep. So um, in this situation here, Chemaev, right? I mean, like, he's got the wrestling. He's got the stand-up. He's so well-rounded. And Lee's got to keep off his back. He's got to stay off the fence, and he's got to make sure that he can weather the storm from the top position. So we'll see what happens, man. Um, Ozdemir versus Ankalaev. Oh, I th- I, honestly, I think Uncle Live just takes it. Yeah, he's just gonna walk, march him down, throw big yep. shots. Now Ozdemir has a good chance of he he has a chance of getting the knockout. He's he's you got know, power, he but him, yeah, he's got power. Look, Uncle Live is the real deal. That guy can fight. Mm-hmm. He's got good yeah. stand up. He's actually got a good wrestling game, and uh, nothing against Volkan, but. I don't think he has the overall game to stay with Ankalaev. Ankalaev's good. He's a solid, solid fighter. And here's the thing. Amanda Rebus, Hebus, Amanda Hebus versus Verna. I'm sorry, man, but Verna is really, really damn good. She is really good. And I know Amanda Hebus is good on the feet. She's good on the ground. Yes, her stamp is garbage. Yes, but her, okay. when this thing hits the, <laughs> okay, when this go. thing hits the ground, when this yeah. thing hits the ground, if it hits the ground, I start getting like flashes a little bit of like Mackenzie Dern. Like yep. she's she's a scrapper. Like she and she's relentless. She's got good cardio. She's relentless. I don't know, man. Amanda Hebus needs to make sure she keeps this fight on the feet. If she don't keep this fight on the feet, it could be a short night for her. Yeah, and Amanda's you know good too, off of the back. But we're like we said, levels to this game. Different yeah. levels, completely yep. different levels, and, the, and that's where so, you take a look. You know, there is levels to the game, and, and I think Amanda Hebus is a more you know smoother technician in the stand-up game. Not not that you know uh, Verna is, she's just not fluid. So it looks yeah. it looks uncomfortable. It looks it, 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 pressure because it is uncomfortable, John. Okay, <laughs> because and it so, is uncomfortable for her. So if you're if you're Hebus, you want to just hey keep keep pressing that. Don't let her get you to the cage. Don't let her get you to the ground. Because that's a that's a place that you're gonna lose that fight in my opinion. But, but, and yeah. then the fight that I really because I'm another homer. Zuba is fighting. He's fighting uh, Ramos. So Ricardo Ramos. I don't know much about Ramos. Can you know anything about Ramos? Talk to me, Goose. Not much. Not much. Right. Dude. Well, anyways, it wouldn't it wouldn't matter because I would just be completely biased anyways, telling you how good <laughs> Zuba is and Zuba to me Zubara. He is he's good, obviously. He's uh he's got good wrestling. The one thing with him, and it's been his Achilles heel throughout his fighting career, 
is that he is someone who throws with so much power and he just tends to slow down. He's tired. You know, he he's so explosive with his wrestling. He's so explosive with his hands. And he just doesn't know how to pace himself. Also, when he starts to fight, he moves so much. Like, I'm like, stop moving so much, man. He's like, it's like trying to catch the chicken in the coop of Rocky. It's like, (laughs) stop. Like, you don't need to move that much. You have enough power that you make people respect you. That's what he's got to do. And so that, that to me is, he's got to learn to just move when he needs to. Little angles here, little angles there. Cause he's got power in his hands. He's got power to his feet and he's good. He's a really good wrestler. Top position. He's got good ground and pound. Um, you know, he's just gotta, he's just gotta learn to pace himself, be controlled, control the top positions. Don't do too much. And I think he can make a run. I think he can make a really good run to the title if he just starts tightening up a lot of his wasted movements. It kind of reminds me a little bit of that Mike Van Arsdale. And I've brought this up before. You could have someone who's extremely talented. But they just don't know how to settle in a position that they feel comfortable in. They feel like they always have to be moving, sitting to your hip, pushing down on your head, grabbing the arm, always doing something instead of just locking you down Khabib style. You know, and and he's got to learn to do that. Well, I've, I I have watched Ramos fight before. He was on the uh, uh, he was on the New York card for George St. Pierre and uh, Bisping, and I remember watching him fight. Uh, I want to say it was uh, Zahabi. But he he hit him with a spinning elbow. Dude knocked him out. It was beautifully done. The guy's got talent in the stand-up. He's got a good ground game. So he he's look at Zuba is in for a real fight. The guy can fight. So it's a it's a real question of does he get tired? Because every time I watch Zuba, gets into the third round, he's exhausted. Yeah. Yeah. So he doesn't want to be in that position against Ramos. Well, we will see. Yep. All right. Well, let's uh let's uh get into waning on the odds. We're gonna jump into waning on the odds, which is a segment we do that gives you guys an opportunity to either take our advice or not take our advice and talk about the bets. So we go to mybookie.ag, use the promo code Wayne In, and there's gonna be a QR code there as well. And when you guys use that, that will actually get you guys a little extra spending cash. We talk about these fights that are coming up, and we'll give you the odds and what we think and which bets to possibly take and which best not to, and which ones to steer clear of, and which ones that we think are the best for you for the bargain. Doesn't mean that we're going to say that this person's going to win. We're saying this is a good bet for the bargain. All right, so let's go ahead and check this out. Um, so for Kayla Harrison, we have a minus 4,000. Okay, so, uh, here, here's, here's my advice to everyone. Just stay the hell away from it. Okay, you're not going to win any money on a minus four thousand. No one's going to put four thousand dollars down to win a hundred. That is crazy. I don't care what. What are you talking what about, John? I'm doing, that. <laughs> I'm doing that, John. I'm do that? doing that. Okay, hell no. You do that. Hell no. <laughs> so that's one of the ones that you know they're they're pushing you over to Gordar. They're trying to push you over there. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they can make money. Don't don't yeah. go with it. I'm going. I'm going with uh, Kayla Harrison. I'm going to do the full ride bet, four thousand. I might even go eight thousand, just to be honest. See, I might put so a we, dollar down on it just so I win. What? How much will I win? A half a cent? <laughs> yeah, half a cent, something. All right. What other ones there, Dave? So, um, hopping into the UFC main card, uh, we have the main event is Glover with a plus two forty and Yarn with a minus three hundred. Ooh. 
Look at there's no doubt Jan should be the favorite in this fight, and he is, and that makes sense. But you're always looking at the fights. You say, can the guy who is the underdog win this fight? And there's a lot of ways that Glover can win this fight. So mm-hmm. if you're into taking a chance, and I'm not saying don't don't put a ton of money on it, but this is the ones that I would say, hey, I'd put 40 bucks on Glover to win that fight because I'm going to get, if I, if I get it, I'm going to get a hundred and some bucks back on it. I'm going to have a happy day. So that's the kind of bet that I would do with Glover being the underdog with a chance of winning the fight. Yeah. See, I'm the opposite, John. I go a hundred bucks at least. <laughs> and I'd be like, yo, because I believe like you said, like we said, is that if Glover can survive that first round force, maybe potentially forced to take down, get a takedown early in the fight, the fight will drastically change throughout the, the next round. In his direction. It, like, honestly, you know how they do the mid, what, between the rounds yeah. betting? Yeah. Like, that's something you guys should start p- preparing yourself for. Because if he gets a takedown early in that fight, and they the do it between the rounds, bet, the him. odds are going to start to change. They're going to start. And if they're not changing, you guys need to start jumping Jump on, on that bet. Yeah, because that's the, that's the one thing that I look at is if he gets it early and he starts dominating that top position, you start seeing he has success in that first round, you should expect those odds to start changing. If they're not changing... Start putting some money down on Glover because I'm telling you right now, he's got heavy hips. He's got vicious ground up pound. And what he does, he forces the fighter in the direction to help set up his side choke. He's good in that top position. He's got, and he's got all the tools you need once he gets on top to finish that fight. So I'm just keeping you guys informed. That's what I'm here for. So you guys make some money. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Let's go, Dave. Next. Uh, next fight is Cody Sanhagen and uh, Porter Jan. How do you say it? Piotr. 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 Um, uh, Jan is a minus 225 and Sanhagen is a plus 185 again Corey Sanhagen's got a chance to win in that fight now that, this is one that you could say he can win that fight but at what was what was what was Jan at minus, minus 225 225 see as long as it's below 250 I'll take that if I believe that's the guy that's going to win and that's the guy I think that's going to win the fight so that's where I would put my money so you'd, you'd bet 225 to win 100? I'd go minus two. I, I'd put the 225 down to win 100 yeah. on Yon. Yeah. I'd probably do the same. Yep. Next. Um, third fight in the main but, card Wait, wait, is... wait. Let's go back to that fight. So the reason why I would do it also, you have to look at it as well. Corey had four weeks. That's still, I don't feel like it's not enough time. We're talking about preparing for the that top level of guys. Remember, you're splitting it by a fraction. Like, say, the top four guys, three guys, it's like 1%, 2% split on whether you win or not. Like if the guy comes in and has a bad day or just isn't feeling his normal self, he could lose the fight. So if Peter Yarn comes in or if, if Corey he not having a full camp, that will make a big that will make a difference. I don't know how much of a difference it'll make, Man. but it will make a difference. And that's already difficult enough to have a full camp and have to fight Peter Yarn. So if I'm gonna take that bet, I'm gonna go based off of that Peter Yarn didn't or not Peter, but Corey Sanhagen that wasn't able to have a full camp. As the fight goes on even longer, it's not going to favor him because he didn't have a chance to have a full camp. And I know he's training all the time, but it's not the same as a full camp. And then also Peter Yan being who he is. And his, you know, his one loss to Magomed Magomedov, but then that to me is really his only real loss. So when you look at that, he's also very driven right now to get back to that title. He's waiting. This is for the interim title, I believe, correct? Oh, yeah. So he's waiting for that. Just to say, hey, I've secured my position now that, 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 that Aljo has no choice but to fight me. I believe he's going to come out on fire. He's going to have a good fight. I'd bet the 225 as well. 
uh, fourth phase. Sorry, what do we say? Third phase on the main Islam. card is uh, Islam at a minus six hundred and Dynamaker <sighs> at a plus four hundred. See, they just took that fight away from me. I don't yeah. do that one. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm here's the reason far. why I don't do it. I don't bet on my friends. That's, that's okay. Not, I don't do that. You you do so bet on your friends. Things. You're a liar. No, nah, I just but do it privately. <laughs> I don't do it on air. <laughs> I don't do it on air. So, uh, oh man, it's all good. Um, yeah, and they, but also too, those odds, I ain't betting on that. No, I'm not. not I'm not, not putting four hundred down. Yeah, I'm not put. I'm not putting hundred down to win four hundred because I just the the chances are very slim, especially if Islam, even on a I wouldn't say a bad night, but it, like is not on his best performance. I think he still beats him. So, okay. next. Uh, the fourth fight is Marcin Tibura versus Alexander Volkov. Uh, Volkov is at a minus 290 and Tibura at a plus 230. See, that's one I'll take right there. I yep. will take Marcin Tibura all day long because that is an underdog that's got good odds that can definitely win the fight. Yep. He has his strengths in this that are better than Volkov's. Volkov has his strengths, and he is a, a large man with a long reach. But I'll take Tybura in that fight all, all day long with those. Yep. Yeah, I'll do the same. I'll take the same. Uh, is there all one right. more on there? Yep. One more in the main card. Um, Lee versus Hamza. Uh, Hamza is a minus five sixty, and Lee oh, is geez. a plus three eighty five. Yeah. Not gonna touch it because I would take. I think Chimaev is gonna beat him. So. Yeah, it's just too much to risk. I'm not. Be- I'm not betting five hundred to one hundred bucks. You know, and Chimaev, sure he can, but. And he probably most likely will, even off of a year. But he's layoff, also coming off a not... year layoff, and he was sick, and so you never know. Yeah, you don't know what his lungs are like. You don't know how he how he actually really feels. So who knows? Now, if there's yeah, one I'm thing you can say way. about Lee, look, Lee's a gamer, and he's got a lot of cardio, and he fights hard the whole time. So if things don't go well for Chimaev early, he could find himself in a in a longer fight, being exhausted. It's a possibility. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Go to mybookie.ag. Use the promo code Wayne in. Get that little extra spending cash, okay? And hopefully we gave you guys and dropped you guys some knowledge that you guys can use to make yourself some money. If you guys did make some money, hit us up in the comment section. Say, yo, I want some yeah, money off nope. you guys' bet or say, if you guys lost money, I don't want to hear about it, okay? No complaints, <laughs> okay? <laughs> All right, Dave. Let's get into right. some news, correct? Yep. So the first piece we're going to talk about is uh, Mike Perry signing a multi-fight deal with uh, BKFC. Fantastic for Mike Perry. I think that's awesome. I think B, I actually think uh, bare knuckle fighting is a is a perfect place for him as far as he's tough, he's gritty, he'll come and throw, and the ground game is not his friend. So BKB is perfect yeah. for him. Yeah, I couldn't I couldn't uh, agree with you more. I think all of those situations and scenarios and the way that they do their promotion, I think he fits right in. Has a little little bit of that WWE type feel to it, along with. Real fights, That's you know, it. uh, where it's not all foreseen futures, you know. I know how Dave likes to, you know, know what's going on beforehand, and you know who already is going to win. I know he likes all that fake stuff, but this is real fighting where it has a little bit of that WWE feel to it. I like it. Good for him. I'm happy for him. I'm glad. Hopefully, he's making a lot more money than he was making in the UFC. So, <clears throat> all right. Our next story is um, Kevin Lee being suspended for Adderall. Just want to get you guys' thoughts on that. Well, if you, um, if, well, let me just say, everyone should, everyone should know, like for me, I've been doing it for years, is I like to microdose. Adderall or microdosing you're, you're, is a way to replace Adderall. I was going to say, you're not microdosing Adderall. 
No, I'm not microdosing Adderall. <laughs> psilocybin. So so if, you, if you, yeah, if you microdose psilocybin, I've seen the benefits of it all. Um, I actually, um, yeah, I think it's something that it, I never took Adderall. I tried it one time and I felt like it was, I was just wired. Next day, I felt like shit. If you do microdosing and you, you monitor yourself, you should be able to do that within a four to six day period of microdosing psilocybin, you'll notice the benefits right away. You're motivated, you're focused, you you keep everything on task. That's really what it is, unlike what we've done tonight in this podcast, okay? But you keep everything on task. And that is really what Adderall was kind of designed for, but it has all the chemicals in, involved with it that is just made. That just make, gives you that hangover the next day where you don't feel like shit, which means what? You've got to take more to keep going. You know, and that's not what you have to do with psilocybin. That's not what you have to do when you microdose. So if you take a small portion and you guys can hit me, you guys can hit me up in my DMs if you guys want and I can give you guys, I'm not giving you guys anything, but I'm saying I give you guys advice on what you got. Yeah. So you're going to give them. No, no, I'm not giving anybody anything, but I'm saying that, you know, there's making sure that you guys are doing the right amount of dosage. You guys can also look it up on YouTube. You can read about it as well. But uh, making sure you guys are taking care of yourself safely. But it's I have noticed the benefits and the growth of it just for myself, the focus, um, just getting things done and not feeling like shit. I actually feel better. My workouts have been better. My focus has been better in terms of getting whatever it is, whether it's work, whether it's my workouts, whether it's – it doesn't matter. It could be anything. I get it done a lot lot more clean just based on that. I mean, there's no distractions. You don't let the outside distractions get to you. So – for him, I don't understand. I was gonna I say, so now tell me what you think about Kevin testing positive for Adderall. I think it's stupid. Why are you doing okay, Adderall? Okay, there you go. Why? I mean, psilocybin, I believe, is out of your system within three to four days. I don't know how long Adderall is in your system, but it just, it doesn't make any sense. And then just this it being, you know, psilocybin being more natural, you know, from the earth, I believe in that as well. Like that to me is something that you should really focus on instead of sitting all those fucking chemicals in your body and not knowing where they come from. Anyways, John, you got anything for that? I, I've had too many people tell me, look, Adderall is nothing but a pharmaceutical grade methamphetamine. So if you're putting that in your body, probably not a good idea, especially yeah. to fight. Kevin, just yeah. go, go back to being who you are. Go back to fighting without that crap and uh, good luck to you. All right, and then uh, getting into this last story, um, John, uh, you wanted to touch on the Dave. Um, <laughs> that was so weird, John. John, John. <laughs> because it's directed what was at that? John. What What's was this? That? Uh, Daniel Cormier uh, saying that Jason Herzog <laughs> unfairly took a point away from Paul Costa. Oh yeah, absolutely. Jason Herzog unfairly took a point away from Paulo Costa. What a load of crap. Okay, look it. Here's this is. Let, let's. I'm going to break this down as simple as I can from the beginning. Jason Herzog can take a point from Paulo Costa anytime he commits a foul. Okay, that's within his right. Should he, all the time? No. But in the circumstance that Jason took that point at the time that he took the point, it was absolutely. The proper call and it's the proper call because of this this is what people don't think about and they don't understand that the referee at times you're trying to make things even you're trying to level the playing field when one fighter tries to gain an advantage and look smart fighters 
they're always trying to gain an advantage and I don't blame them. And it's, that's part of being a smart fighter. No different than when Paulo didn't make weight or couldn't make weight. He changed it over to a different weight class to try to gain an advantage. When you have a fighter like Paulo who is tired at that point in the fight, he was, he was gassed. He was having some problems and he had already been warned about the eye pokes and then he's tired. So when he pokes Marvin and Marvin now has a problem with his eye and who is gaining rest? Paulo Costa is gaining rest. So Marvin is losing two battles here. He's, he's in the fight, pushing the pace of the fight, causing Paulo Costa to actually get tired. And now he has that is he's losing what he gained there. And now he's losing his vision or the ability to see clearly for a little bit. And so the longer he takes in getting his vision clear, the more he gives as far as rest to Paulo Costa. Jason Herzog did the absolute right thing in leveling that playing field by taking a point at that time, not only for the poke, but for Paulo being able to get rest when he did not deserve it. It was the right thing to do. It was done exactly the way he should have done it, and that's why Jason Herzog is one of the best there is. Okay, I will agree with you on one part of that. Jason Herzog is one of the best that there is. I will agree with you on that. The rest of it was all just nonsense. The rest of it you don't understand at all. No. Look, I I do understand. Now, I want to ask you you this, though, and answer me fairly. Answer me fairly. Go ahead. How much of this was because Jason Herzog knew everything that went on throughout the week, and he thought that Paul Acosta was trying to skew the fight in his favor by not making weight and putting... Marvin Vittori through that being because I have never seen ever I've seen a I've never seen a ref take a point so fast for an eye poke he had only warned him before he hadn't poked him in the eye yet but he'd only warned him about keeping his hands closed and got close a couple times but he hadn't been poked in the eye yet yep. so how much of that to me I feel like I feel a little bit of that was skewed from the week of all the nonsense that Paulo Costa was putting Marvin Vittori through because that was a quick eye that was a quick point take point taken for for an eye poke <laughs> okay i've never seen that before okay first off i'm not saying it i'm not saying it can't happen obviously it no, just no, did, no, no, but i'm no, not no. saying that they shouldn't have a reason to either. what you're saying I, is you haven't seen that in the past a lot and and i think that's why that's why dc i think thought the way he did because when you're not used to seeing a, a point be no, taken so fast absolutely there i agree but and this is why i'm saying look at dc you know i love the guy and he's going to have his, his views on stuff, but he doesn't understand the officiating side. And there is that those times when, as the official, you're going to look at, say, you're trying to gain an advantage in this fight. I'm not going to give you that advantage. You're gaining something right now. You're going to gain it. There's nothing I can do about you being able to catch your breath right now and get your heart rate down while we take care of Marvin with his eye poke. But I am going to take a point from you because that's going to even out. Oh yeah, you're gaining, you're gaining that air, and your your heart rate's coming down, but you're going to lose the point. So now you're either going to either be able to, you know, bring this back to a nine nine, or if, you know, possibly you might lose it ten eight. But you're going to have to deal with the consequences of you gaining an advantage that I'm not going to give you. And the the eye poke when. They go in the back. First thing they're going to say is, hey, keep your hands where they are. I'm telling you right now, your first warning is here right now. Don't 
point your fingers out towards your opponent. How many times have you heard that? Yeah, every fight. Okay, and then in the fight, you did hear him say, hey, I'm warning you, watch your fingers. And then he does it, and he does it at a time when he's getting tired, and he needs a rest. And if if people out there, you know, all the time, oh, a fighter would never do that. Fighters cheat all the time. I can't tell you how many times a guy is tired and gets into a clinch and purposely brings a knee up the middle because I need a rest. And so if the referee is going to hear this clunk of this cup, I'm going to get some rest. That's what I need right now. There are guys out there that do it. Now, there's a ton that don't, but there are a lot that do, and you've got to be able to deal with those accordingly, and that's exactly what Jason did. It was a great call, proving why he's one of the best. So had Paul Acosta not looked tired, he wouldn't have taken a point? If Paul Acosta was doing well at that moment, and was what leading. Ex- hold it. Was leading the fight and was pushing Marvin, and, and Marvin was having a problem. He might not have gotten that because it's not benefiting him. It's when it benefits him. He's getting benefited twice, Josh. Two different separate areas. He's tired. He gets a rest with no complications to it, and he doesn't have someone that has now done something to his eye that he has to deal with. Marvin's got two things working against him. That's why Jason did what he did. Even though he looked tired, though, throughout the fight, he still fought pretty damn hard in the fourth and fifth round. Yeah, he did. He, was still, he still was like, he had, it looked like he had a little, I wouldn't say better conditioning, but he had a better round in the fifth than Marvin did. Yes, he did. He won that fifth round. That. Yeah, he won that fifth round. He won that fifth so, round. So to say that he was tired, yeah, we all get tired during the fight. And he would have won that it. second round. Yeah, I would, but I can't judge it based off that. If you think like, oh, so you're saying that Herzog saw that he was tired and looked like he was starting to lose the exchange, and so then that's why he took the point because he was gaining the two advantages. He's gaining two advantages, and Herzog is going to say, "All right, I'm going to have to try to even this out." It's the same as if you have somebody that there are times when you have someone that you know he's actually leading the fight, okay. And he causes the foul, and the foul is, you know, it's based upon movement. So you're not going to take the point because he's taking himself out of that that scenario where he's actually doing better. He's leading yeah. in the fight. It's not benefiting him. And so you yeah. you might say, I'm not going to take a point here because I don't I don't have to even this out. Just the break for his opponent is going to even this out. Hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I understand. But you know what though? We're over here guessing. I'm going to talk to Herzog next time I see him. Be like, yo, <laughs> why'd you take that damn point, man? So trust me. I want to I know the truth. I know the truth. <laughs> right. Uh, what else you got for us, Dave? All right. That's going to wrap us up for this show. Um, t- tomorrow we'll be dropping the weighing and ejection after this show. So um, you guys can tune in for that one. All right. All right, well, hey, make sure you guys hit the subscribe button on all of our channels and all of our platforms, which is Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, as well as our YouTube channel. So we want to thank you guys for following us. Share our share our links everywhere. Share our channel everywhere. We want to thank you guys for subscribing to us. Thank you so much, and take us away, John. For, the, for everyone there, Thursday night, watch the PFL. Saturday night, obviously, watch the UFC. And I hope you enjoy them all as we will, and we will see you.